Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco, and here are some of the California stories we're following. At least three people have been killed in Northern California from falling trees during this most recent storm. A spokesperson for the State Office of Emergency Services says an 82-year-old Yuba City man was killed when a tree limb fell in his yard on Sunday. In Boulder Creek in Santa Cruz County, a 45-year-old man was killed when a tree fell on his home Sunday. A 41-year-old was killed after a tree fell in his backyard in Sacramento County. And a record amount of rain has been falling in Southern California, with heavy snow falling in the Sierra Nevada as a pair of atmospheric rivers pummeled the Golden State. Andrew Rourke is with the National Weather Service in Los Angeles. We have two days in a row of record daily rainfall in Los Angeles. This is the third wettest two-day rainfall in the history of downtown Los Angeles. And these records go all the way back to 1877. We had 7.03 inches of rainfall in this two-day period. Los Angeles is on pace to get about half its annual rainfall in one storm. And it's not over yet. Rourke says the region is expecting another half inch to an inch of rain today. This as the city is working to assess and repair the damages caused by the last two days of rain. L.A. Fire Chief Kristen Crowley says roads and infrastructure in the city have been significantly impacted by the storm. Building and Safety reports that approximately 25 structures have been damaged due to heavy rainfall and mudslides. Officials are currently investigating these structures and the updates will be given upon their reopening. In Los Angeles's Baldwin Vista neighborhood, a wall of mud crashed into Dion Perrineau's home. Here she speaks with KCAL News in Los Angeles. I have to move out there. They're packing up everything now, you know, so I'm going to have to be gone, he said, for a couple of months. So they're going to come pack up my house and uh, put it in storage. Further east and south, Lytle Creek in the San Bernardino Mountains has seen more than a foot of rain over the last 48 hours. Several areas of San Diego and Orange Counties have seen two to five inches. And in the Sierra foothills, plenty of snow has already fallen, and some areas could see up to two more feet of snow through Thursday morning. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. 
That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. A California law that went into effect last January said public universities have to provide medication abortions. But an LAist investigation has found a patchwork of approaches to communicating that abortion pills are now available. Advocates say that's hurting access. LAist higher education correspondent Adolfo Guzman Lopez has more. The law says that abortion pills can help students reach their educational goals. Advocates say access to that service is undermined when students don't know it's available. Cal Poly Pomona professor Shada Kafai remembers looking for the information on her campus health center website. When I went to the web, just the web page, I didn't find it. An LAist review of all UC and Cal State student health center websites revealed some did not say abortion pills are available, while others did and included robust details. Cal Poly Pomona does include the information three clicks from the main page. Kafai says it should be easier. When you're in a state of panic and anxiety and trauma, it's incredibly hard to navigate a webpage, especially on your own. So some students may give up. Rita O'Neill is director of Cal Poly Pomona's Student Health Center. She's open to making improvements. Outreach is important, she said, and she and her staff are doing it through smaller settings like the Women's Center and other groups. We find that generally with our um, outreach efforts is that the more intimate, safe space that you can create, the more impact that you can have for students. Why does getting the information out matter? There appears to be a gap between student demand for medication abortions and the number of medication abortions students may be getting. I think there are many, many more that are having abortions and getting it done other places. That's Susan Flaming Yates. She's the director of the Student Health Center at Cal State Dominguez Hills. A 2018 study of UC and Cal State campuses estimated that 12 students sought medication abortion per month at Dominguez Hills. She says her center has provided just half that number in the last year. She says she plans to work with the university's deans so the information trickles down to faculty and students. It's just going to be continuing to kind of shout about what we offer and and let them know that we're here. Let them know that, you know, this is going to cost them way, way less money. $10 on this campus compared to up to $600 at some abortion clinics off campus. Medication abortion is free at some of these universities. The power to communicate to everyone on campus lies with top university officials. Paula Tavro is a public health professor at UCLA. She remembers the early months of the pandemic when universities sent all kinds of emails about COVID. Why couldn't a similar email go out every year about 
um, sexual and reproductive health services. Diana Venegas was a student at Cal State Northridge two years before abortion pills became available on her campus. My abortion is the reason I've surpassed all my goals and have all the opportunities I have now. Venegas said they had no support while looking for medication abortion, and Venegas's tight budget made it a stressful experience. I know that SB 24 would have eliminated so many barriers in my experience, and I really love and champion abortion as it's just an act of self-love and self-sovereignty. Venegas now volunteers for the Los Angeles Abortion Support Collective, helping people before, during, and after abortions. For the California Report, I'm Adolfo Guzman Lopez in Los Angeles. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, February 6th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple. In stores or delivered from HintWater.com. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all on the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.